Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer with you in Denver, Colorado. Should be a beauty tonight. Again, the first time in 37 years that a game features five 100-plus point scores. Uh, it's only happened four times in NHL history, but before tonight, all four times, the Oilers 83 to 86, and they involved a guy named Wayne from the Edmonton operation. Our next guest knows Wayne pretty well. He's our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He also had a couple hundred plus point seasons in the Ontario Hockey League. He is Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager, Keith Gretzky. Hello, Keith. How you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. Different times, aren't they? I mean, we should have a beauty tonight. Uh, it was great seeing you, by the way, uh, in Los Angeles. But uh, we should have an absolute uh, beauty tonight. The Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche. And man, oh, man, uh, you know, two teams that uh, both have a chance to get to 50 wins this season. I don't know if people thought that Keith was possible maybe a, two months ago. But the Oilers are on a 12-0-1 run. Just like you predicted, right? I think you told me that was going to happen, didn't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, it's good to see the team play well. Um, could you have envisioned that Matthias Ekholm would have made, you were in those meetings with Ken Holland, could you have envisioned Matthias Ekholm would have made the impact that he did for the Oilers, and why was Matthias Ekholm the right guy for the Edmonton Oilers? You know what, I just think it was, everybody knew that we were looking at defense and it's you know looking and getting are always two different things at the end of the day you got to pay to get something we lost a good defenseman and you know a high-end draft pick and it's it's hard and and you know you want it you know yesterday but you know we had a i think the pro scouts did a really good job of narrowing down guys that we wanted and and we saw a lot of hockey players and and uh, you know put a lot of time into it. It wasn't just happened overnight. And and of course uh, you know Ken did a great job of of getting him. And and Eckholm's really changed our our you know dynamic. I think we're playing with a you know ton of confidence. And it you know you see Bouchard's better. It makes your whole team better. It's not just one player. It's you know the goaltender out and and everybody buys in. And they all know that we're you know Ken tried to go out there and and try to improve the club, and, and we did, and it's really uh, helped us out. All right. Well, for your team down in Bakersfield, by the way, just before I get to the season that is, just a thought on Jay Woodcroft recalling Jason Demers, getting Jason his 700th game in San Jose against an organization that he started his NHL career with. Uh, I, at, at, at any point when you guys brought Demers in on a PTO and then eventually got him to do the 25-game deal down in uh, – Bakersfield before you signed him to the, the the actual NHL deal was there ever a guarantee that this would happen no you know of course you, you know he knew it we knew it and, and you know you still have to play and JD's been uh, a great soldier down here for young kids and and really helping our, our young defense out there and he's you know a real leader at one time you know a couple weeks back he was really injured and you know we were out with out with Malone wasn't playing and um and was out. We just missed some leadership and you could tell in our locker room and was getting a you know, we had a really big game and I, I think he was 
his ankle was probably about 70% or 60%. And he still played, and we needed that. And, and that's the type of player he is. And, and you know, great on him. And, and that's for me, that's why I'm kind of you know, glad that uh, he was able to get the 700. All right. So, Keith, i got to ask you this. A year ago at this time, you had uh, Broberg and DeHarnay. You would have had Samarukov and Kesselring, and you had Niemelainen and Kemp. <laughs> you had six prospect defensemen. I mean, at times, you know, guys got called up, and Broberg got a look-see, and Niemelainen got some games in. It's a completely different situation prospect-wise for your defense right now, isn't it? It is. And, and you know, the one thing about it is why you have the American Hockey League, that you have all these players and anything can happen at any time that it all changes. And you look at, you know, the trade for Bukestad, we had to give up to get something. And, and you know, we had to give up a, a big defenseman in Kessling who's really made big strides and, and, you know, Keith McCambridge and, and probably JD has really helped him out and his confidence. And, and also the kid himself worked his tail off to get where he's at and good on him. And, and that's the one thing about pro hockey that you have to be ready. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're a first rounder or a seventh rounder or, or a, you know, free agent signing, you're going to get a chance. And, and, you know, the other night we were, you know, we lost JD. Nima Lena was out, and and uh, Caldus was out. So we had three regulars and and three guys that you know sh- doesn't don't play a lot in, in Bakersfield. And you know, we we lost uh, four three and and two one. And two of the goals on the fourth game, uh, the game of four goals was on the PK. So our defense was out- outstanding. And and you know, but that's you have to be ready. And we we were ready with players that we thought could help out they were not big names but you know it, that just shows you if there's injuries or whatever happens call up you know players have to be ready you get a chance I always say it's about the opportunity and, and the one thing in Bakersfield we've given a lot of kids opportunities you look at the back end and you look up front and then you look at Hamblin was a free agent signing so you know it doesn't matter if you're a first rounder or a, or a free agent signing Keith Kretzky is the assistant GM of the Edmonton Oilers, and he uh, it runs the farm team down in Bakersfield. Niemelainen's been out for a while. Do you expect him back for the final three games of the regular season? We hope so. He's going to uh, get uh, see a doctor today, and if he's not ready, hopefully uh, for tomorrow he'll be ready for the weekend and, and for the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Cam Deneen was the defenseman that came back in that trade uh uh, that brought Nick Bukestad to the Oilers. Uh, he is a Group Six free agent. Do you envision making a concerted effort to get him re-signed because he's running your power play? Yeah, we, we're going to do everything we can to sign him. He's a he's a good player. He's very very smart. Um, I think he's getting more comfortable uh, with our squad and how we how we do things. And you're right, he runs our our PP, and he's done a really good job of it. And you know, he's a quiet a quiet player and, and not a flashy player. Uh, but he's, his hockey IQ is, is up there, and, and his puck skills are, are very good. Keith, we've talked, obviously, DeHarnay. The fans love him. He's plus 15, and, you know, he led the American League last year in plus minus. He's six foot six. and he plays with bite, and, you know, it's a great story for the organization. A guy that came in on an AHL deal. Kesselring, at one point, was leading the AHL in goals, um, you know, before he got moved to Arizona. We, we haven't talked a lot about Kemp. He's kind of been a glue guy for you, hasn't he? 
Exactly. He's, he's, he's uh, you know, he's a, uh, what's the right word? He's like a pit bull up there. He, he just, he, nothing faces him, nothing bothers him. He, he's even keeled. Um, and he's not flashy, but he's a big, big, big part of our hockey club. And, and he's not sexy looking to watch. And so he plays hard and he, he's about the team. And, you know, he's, he's making strides. And, you know, you, you talk about DeHarnay and, and being an older player and finally getting a chance. You never say never on players. And, and some, some guys it takes a little bit longer than others. But for us, uh, you know, he's, He's always in the lineup, and and we depend on on him. He's a great penalty killer, and and he's a a really great team player. Keith, uh, we've talked a lot about Raphael Lavoie, uh, who had a bit of a, I think it's fair to say, a bit of a quiet weekend. Uh, in the parts that I saw, and I talked to a couple of fellows who watched all of the games, sounded like Dylan Holloway and Noah Philp uh, had a little bit of offensive juice going uh, between those two players. How has Holloway been for you now that he's back in the lineup? You know, he's he's playing with confidence. It's it's he's he's got to shoot the puck more. That's one thing we're we're trying to work on him uh, to do more of, and and you know, try not to turn the puck over, but you still have to be offensive minded and be creative we will never take that out on the player but it's just uh, you know at the right times you got to get it deep and and stop on pucks it's, those are the things he's been out for a month um so he he i thought he had a, a better weekend um he's starting to feel you know better himself uh same with noah Phil. noah's got you know the big rangy centerman that's uh he's been really good lately on face-offs I, I think he's getting more confident. Um, when he plays with size and, and physical, um, that's at his best hockey. Um, but, you know, it's also the play without the puck. And their line, um, not picking on him, but their line against Coachella Valley was on for both goals against. And they could have maybe helped out betterly defensively. And, and uh, But that's why you're in the American Hockey League. So, they're both making strides, and as for Rafi, he was, he was very quiet. He's been on such a roll, and I think it's uh, it's great that we depend on him. Um, you know, it's he. Everybody has to remember, including ourselves, that he was out for eight months with his with his injury uh, from last year. So we have high expectations. That's one thing, you know, Bob. You were down here. We. It doesn't matter who you are. We have high expectations. It doesn't matter if you're a first rounder or, or a kid that's called up from the East Coast League and we expect, you know, to come to work. It's that's what it's about and and uh, you know, that's a growing pains as a as a young kid is you're gonna have off weekends but they can't be the lows can't be real low and, and I, I, I thought Rafi was very quiet this weekend, but you know what, we we've been depending on him and he's made big strides. Borgo missed about a month. I know he got back in the lineup last week. Uh, he is a first year pro it's a huge difference from the Quebec League, which I think lacks a little depth. Uh, how would you assess what you've seen out of the Oilers' first-round pick? I thought he was better the second game. He had more impact, probably feeling more comfortable. Um, you know, we stuck him with uh, Malone, and, and, you know, they they were really good at the beginning of the year. So, you know, I, I think this, this week uh, for him is a really big week, you know, going into the playoffs. So, you know what, it, it's a big jump, like you said. Bob, it's it's you know it doesn't matter if you're from the Quebec League, Ontario League, or or uh, college hockey or Europe. It's a big jump, and and 
You know, the one thing you look at our side and our and our division, uh, you have older teams, and and you know you look at Calgary and Coachella Valley, like they're older teams, and and they're bigger, they're they're heavier. You know, we I thought on on uh, Saturday, for example, uh, we we lost a lot. We got pickpocketed a lot. We weren't strong on our sticks. And that's a lot with age and, and learning to be a pro that you've got to be aware of those things. And you know what? We're, uh, you know, Borgie's learning that, um, but he still has a ways to go. Like Lavoie's fought once this year. He's six four. He's going to have to clear waivers next year, assuming, of course, the Oilers qualify him, and I'm sure you guys will. Phelps dropped the gloves a couple times, acquitted himself well. He's six three. But those guys don't necessarily do that. And there's a couple teams that have, like Calgary's got three or four guys that fight. San Jose's got a, is that, do you guys need to maybe look at addressing that in the offseason, Keith, and, and maybe having, you know, a, a, a third pairing defenseman or a, you know, a, a fourth line winger that can take care of some of that stuff? Because it sounds like your division might be the one division where you need a little bit of that in the lineup. You know, you always want that, but it's hard to find it that, you know, um, you got to be able to play too. And and we, the one thing down here is that you know, you a you earn your ice time, um, and b that there's only so much ice time for all the players. And you got to be able to play. You always want you know to have that heavier guy. But the one thing that you know we do have down here is, is team toughness. I think it's important, like you said, Borgie or uh, uh, Rafi and and Noah. They drop their gloves if, if need to be. There's different guys. Kemper is the same way. Um, as long as you're team tough, uh, I, I think you're okay because you need to be able to play. And if you can't play it, it, it really messes with the lines. It messes with the development of the kids. But we're always looking. It's not that we don't look. I, we have a you know call each week with the pro scouts on needs, what we need, and what we're looking for. So those are that's one of the areas that we're looking for, and you, you try to address it. And if you don't, you don't. It's, you, you, you know, it's hard, but you also can't take away from what you're trying to uh, grow down here, too. Keith, great stuff. Thanks for uh, joining us here in Oilers Now. By the way, was it one or two 100-point seasons in the OHL? I, I think one, Bob. But thank you. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy Denver. I'll be watching. All right. Thanks a lot. That's Keith yeah, Gretzky. Okay. He's the Edmonton Oilers Assistant General Manager, Bob Stoffer. Joining you on Oilers Now, it is 150 at Edmonton, and we'll wrap up the show with this day in Oilers history when we return. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. And they're still making it great. You can get their new Canadian Club Pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. You can visit royalpizza.ca. Now, the Stoffer recommendation... Mediterranean chicken. Brennan's a big fan of the Texan, but again, they got the new Canadian Club Pizza at RoyalPizza.ca. 14 locations in Edmonton to serve you. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. You can book your vacay, your vacation today at NewWestTravel.com. It was great to see all the folks from New West Travel in Los Angeles as they watch the Oilers win back-to-back 3-1 wins against LA and Anaheim early last week. And, uh, Brendan Escott, we are going to go back to 1987. I remember this well. Gary Curry, Mark Messier, each scoring twice. The Oilers beat the Kings 6-5 to go up 2-1 in their best-of-seven first-round series. One of eight consecutive wins as Edmonton went on to knock off the Kings, Jets, and Red Wings on route to the Stanley Cup final against Philly. You know, the 91 without Wayne Gretzky was special, but 87 was pretty awesome, too. 
Pretty awesome. Watched uh, Game 7 in Clearwater, British Columbia on a Sunday. You can look it up. 1987. And it's Daryl Cates' birthday that day. May 31st, 1987. It's a great day. Awesome day. Uh, anyhow, we have got the Oilers and the Avalanche tonight. The face-off show with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, and myself. And Brendan Escott begins at 6. The puck drop is at 7.30. Uh, Cam and me, Rob and Reed, Brennan, Jack, all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Jack, Louie, and Gene will have the uh, televised version of tonight's uh, game for you on NHL Hockey and Rogers. I'll swing by one of the intermissions. Tomorrow I'll be in studio. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations, David Staples, Cult of Hockey. David writing a piece about Ken Holland. Does he win GM of the year? Wow. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then Chelsea on Ched with Chelsea Bird from 3 to 6. I will rejoin you at 6.05 from Ball Arena in Denver. Talk to you then. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.